to watch a video of some calamity somewhere in the world and push it away than it is to connect with it and imagine what it would be like if that was you. And that's what compassion is. Compassion is the ability to create space in your heart to experience somebody else's pain as if it was your pain and to be moved to action. If you've spent much time in a church, you've probably become accustomed to the image of Jesus on a cross. Today, Pastor Daniel will exhort us to step into resurrected life through Jesus. We can be stuck in a rut of continually wanting to die to ourselves. We should give up our flesh, but Jesus is looking to do something brand new. We worship a resurrected Savior, and if we believe, then we can move forward living a new life in Him. Now, here's Pastor Daniel with part three of his message entitled, I am the Resurrection and the Life. Thomas is a good old-fashioned 21st century American who, I need some evidence. Show me the evidence. I will believe in Jesus if you show me the evidence. Right? And you guys know what happens, right? Jesus shows up and says, Thomas, don't be unbelieving. Come on over here. If you got to be so gross as to touch this stuff, come here. See, see, give me some fish. I'm hungry. Yo tengo mucho hambre. And Thomas believes, right? I know that there's some of you here who you're not following Jesus because you need evidence. We call Thomas Doubting Thomas because he needed evidence, but notice he needed evidence, but God revealed himself to Thomas. So if you're here today and you haven't put your faith and trust because you need evidence, I want you to do something. I want you to say, God, if you're real, I want you to reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand. Say, God, if you are really real and I need evidence, God, show me in a way that I can understand. Because you know what will happen if you do that? God will, because God is real. And I know that for sure, because that's my story. I remember when I first started exploring things and and I started reading some of the Bible and all of a sudden I was like, man, if God's really real, I want to know it. If this is real, I want to know, and I'll never forget it. I had someone say, well, you should pray, God. If you're really real, you need to reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand. And they said, but whatever you do, don't pray it if you don't really want to believe in him. They got to get, you know, it's Jersey, so they always, they're going to dig you any way they can, you know. But if you're here today and, you've, and you need some evidence like Thomas, you're, you're like doubting Thomas, like, until I get some evidence, I can't do it. I want you just to pray that prayer. I want you to pray that prayer every day. It takes you five seconds. God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand. And you know what's going to happen. God's going to reveal himself to you in a way that only you can understand, and you will know that he is God. You will know it. That's what happens. But Thomas, he's known as Doubting Thomas, but really, that's, 
Talk about getting a bad rap for one thing. You know what I mean? Like he's branded as the doubter for that. But here he's totally devoted. He says, listen, guys, let's also go. If we die, we die. How many of us are scared to follow Jesus because you think death awaits you? And I'm talking to those of you who put your faith and trust in Jesus. Because I know what it's like. You put your faith and trust in Jesus and you believe in him, but you're really not following him. Because Satan comes and says, oh man, if you really follow Jesus, he's just going to give you like the lowest common denominator. Like you're just going to skid through life. Everything that you hate is going to have happened. I love when people say to me, they say, oh, you know, I don't really want to follow Jesus because he's going to make me a missionary in X culture, whatever the most horrific place in the world you can think of. As if God is just like waiting to screw your life up for you. You know, like God's just like, oh, you're going to follow me. Oh, you hate spiders. Nice. We're going to send you to South America, a little hut town, no fly swatters. That's not who God is. That's not who he is. God's not looking just to figure out how he can screw with your life, mess it all up, make it a big mess. But what I have found is that for some of us, God says, come on, I want to follow you. And then he gives you a heart for things you would have never had a heart for. I'm a great example of that. I'm a pastor. God's given me a heart for the church. I hated the church before I got saved. Some of the things that went on when my mother passed away and how that all looked, I actually told a priest off. Literally, in my, in my family driveway, I told him off. I cursed at him. I told him he was a hypocrite. And I went inside and my grandma, very upset with me, very upset with me. What'd you say? I'm like, grandma, I'm not going to tell you what I said. I was more scared of the retribution of my grandma than I was of the church, you know what I mean? She would have nailed me with a pork chop, you know? And it hurts when your four-foot grandma hits you with a pork chop, you know what I mean? It wounds the spirit, you know? But I was angry. And then I get saved and God's like, oh, no. I love my people. Sure, they're all jacked up, but so are you. Help prepare them for the wedding day. Wow. See, what I found is that when you start to follow after God and God wants to use you in a certain way, he starts to change your heart that all of a sudden it becomes the most exciting thing in the world. Maybe you hated bugs. All of a sudden you start finding yourself watching the nature channel every time a bug special is on. And you start being like, wow, I really like to see one of those. What am I saying? And then before you know it, you're in South America somewhere, serving an unknown people group. And you got, you got a bug collection. People come down like, let me show you. Check out this one. This is a very rare one. <laughs> but God does a whole lot of heart work in you before he sends you in that kind of a direction. See, we need to just follow Jesus. So you know what's funny about this? Thomas is devoted. He's like, man, if we're going to die, we're going to die. Do they die in this story? No, they don't die till way later. Because, see, they're preparing for the worst common denominator and none of it's going to happen for a long, long time. He's way off the rails, but he's like, look, if you're going to go out, might as well go out following Jesus, right? There's a whole lot of ways to go out. Might as well go out following the Lord. I like this about Thomas. He shows up a stud in this passage. Come on, let's just, let's go with the Lord. Let's just go. And I think we all need to find that kind of naivety with Jesus. Just, just go with them. If Jesus come on, okay, let's go. And we'll let the chips fall where they may. Now, look what happens in verse 17. 
It says, so when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Verse 18, now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. Now, in verse 25, we get our I am statement. This fifth one in John's gospel, which teaches us that Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection. It's who he is. He is the resurrection and the life. Now, look at the lead up. Jesus shows up in Bethany. Lazarus has already been dead for four days. So we know that Jesus delayed two days. So by the time he gets there, like, it's almost like as if they, right as they sent to find Jesus, Lazarus died very quickly thereafter. And when he shows up, Lazarus has already been gone for four days. And in Jewish culture, because death was not part of God's plan, they would have mourners who would come. You can read in the rabbinical writings, the Mishnah, about how even for the poorest families, they should have two flautists and a mourner to mourn the loss of someone's life. And so all these people are there and Jesus shows up. And sure enough, right as Jesus is coming into town, Martha hears it and she gets up and she bolts out of the house. But Mary's still sitting in the house. Now that's appropriate for their personalities, isn't it? Martha's a go-getter. She's a mover and a shaker. And Mary's a more quiet, contemplative sort. Martha hears Jesus coming. She goes right to meet him. And she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But Mary sits behind. Now, I bring that up because real briefly, I want to encourage you. God loves Martha types and Mary types exactly the same. And what I have found is that just the way Martha, who's busy and she's a go-getter, and Mary's a little bit more reserved and quiet, I have found that Martha's think only really people who are like Martha's are real spiritual, and people who are more quiet and contemplative like Mary, they only think people like that are real spiritual. But really, Jesus loves both Martha's and Mary's equally. And God wants to grow both personality types up uniquely. I think it's also interesting, in some of your marriages, some of you are Martha's and you're married to a Mary. And I realize that that's a battleground. But God loves both equally. God doesn't have a preference for Martha because she's busy or Mary because she doesn't appreciate busyness. God uses both equally. But it's totally appropriate. Martha comes flying out. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And it's amazing. Jesus doesn't be like, yo, hey, hold on. He simply says, your brother will rise again. And Martha says in verse 24, I know he'll rise again at the resurrection of the last day. See, Martha believed like the Pharisees, that religious group of the day, that they believed in a resurrection at the end of days. You remember in the Gospels, the Sadducees, another religious group, didn't believe that. They didn't believe in the, the last day's resurrection. 
And Martha says, no, no, I believe, I believe that my brother will be resurrected in the last days. But Jesus says in verse 25, I am the resurrection, the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. See, Jesus now is saying, look, no, 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 no. Yes, there's the general revelation, but I'm the, I'm the resurrection. I'm the resurrection. And to me, this is why Jesus is the most important person who ever lived, right here. Because there's been all sorts of dead teachers, dead leaders, dead revolutionaries, but there's only been one who resurrects people from the dead and is still alive today. I'm here to tell you that Jesus being the resurrection is why nobody will be able to stop the cause of Jesus through love in the world because he's alive today. If you want to read more on this, I want you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in your own time. It's a long chapter. The Apostle Paul spends a whole chapter, 60 verses talking about the resurrection, what it means, how it works. For you and I, what I really want to encourage you is this. For too many of us, we believe in a, only a crucified Savior and not a resurrected one. That for so many of us, we're so busy looking at the former things and needing to crucify the former things that we forget that God is doing a brand new thing. And Jesus is not only a crucified Savior, but he is a resurrected one who lives forevermore. And it's very easy in church to be so cross-focused that we forget that the cross gives way to an empty tomb. And for many of us, for many of you, we are so busy looking back at the sins of yesterday and not moving forward in the newness of life that Jesus bought for us on the cross when he left that tomb and he conquered death. How many of us are living as if Jesus is still on the cross? I grew up going on and off to the Roman Catholic Church. I never went to a Roman Catholic service where I didn't see a Jesus on the cross. And I remember when I started going to an evangelical church, I remember I never once went into a church where Jesus was on the cross. And I remember one day being like, what's up with that? And then I realized the reason the evangelical churches don't have Jesus on the cross because he ain't there anymore. And I had this little crucifix that my parents had given me growing up. And I'll never forget, I went home one day and I pulled it out of the drawer and I, there was a little plastic Jesus. I popped him off. <laughs> and I put that thing up on the wall. I was like, he ain't on there anymore. <laughs> it was a little plastic. It glowed in the dark. It was a little freaky. But listen. How many of you are living like Jesus is still on the cross, dead, instead of the fact that he is resurrected and is alive right now? It's about the resurrection of Jesus that grants us the brand new life. It comes through the cross, but it doesn't stay there. It moves through to an empty tomb. And because Jesus rose from the grave, you and I have a brand new life empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we live resurrected, brand new, abundant life. And God wants to do something brand new in your life and in my life and in this generation. Because he's not dead. He's alive. 
He's alive because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. You have brand new resurrected life in Christ. But how many of us are still living, oh yeah, I need to die to myself. I need to, and yes, you do, so that you can be made alive to newness of life. And you might say, oh, listen, okay, this is a little subtle theologically. No, this is a huge thing. We don't only worship a crucified Savior. We worship a resurrected one. And if Jesus just died, he's no different than any other teacher who died. But because he resurrected, he is now the Lord of glory, the Lord of all. And we need to step into resurrected life in Christ. This is why Jesus is so important, because I'm the resurrection. If you believe in me, though you'll die, you'll live again. And then he pushes it on to Martha. Look what he says. Do you believe this? And I'm going to leave that with you. Boom. Do you believe it? He's the resurrection. Do you believe it? And Martha's answer is so solid. Verse 27. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. What a great answer. And know what the best answer part of it is? Just the first two words. Yes, Lord. That is the only answer when it comes to Jesus. Right there. Yes, Lord. Everything else is icing. She acknowledges that he's the Lord, and because he's the Lord, we live in the land of yes. Because everything in Christ is yes and amen. Now look at what happens. Verse 28. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that she arose quickly and came to him, now Jesus had not yet come into the town, verse 30. And was in a place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly, went out, followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him. She fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping... And the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept and the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? See what happens. Jesus keeps walking into town. Martha goes and gets Mary. Mary comes out. She's beside herself. The people notice that Mary's coming. They start following. She falls again, like Martha. Lord, if you were here, you would not have died. And Jesus sees the people. He sees Mary, and she's weeping, and he sees the people who are crying. And it says that Jesus was groaned within him, and he was greatly troubled. And then in verse 35, you get the most simple, the shortest verse in your Bible. Jesus wept. What does this teach us? Real quickly, we need to be compassionate like Jesus. We need to be compassionate. See, I always say it. Every time you find Jesus acting compassionately, it's always Jesus sees them and then he is moved with compassion. See, Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He already said, I'm going to, you sleep, I'm going to go wake him up. But he looks and he sees Mary and her brokenness. He sees all these people weeping over the death of Lazarus. And Jesus groans within him and is greatly troubled. He sees the brokenness of the people. And now he, his heart is breaking because of their brokenness. 
I mean, it's just an amazing thing. Jesus wept. God in flesh wept at the tomb of a lost loved one. Even though he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Because Jesus' heart was allowed to be affected by people. And I, listen, the church of Jesus Christ needs to be compassionate like our Lord and Savior. We need to find that place to be able to really see people in their bearingness of God's image, that they are created in the image and likeness of God, and that there's a lot of pain in this world. And as the Bible says, we should weep with those who weep, and we should rejoice with those who rejoice. See, for many of us, and in a culture that is so self-centered as ours, we don't have the capacity to see other people because we're so busy focused on ourselves. But when you see somebody and you let your heart embrace them, you will weep with them even though you know God is going to do something extraordinary. The church, I believe, in its institutional form, doesn't see people anymore. It just sees political things, commodities, issues to deal with. But when we see... See, to me, this might be the most challenging picture of Jesus. Knowing he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead knowing that they don't realize what he's going to do, but yet still willing to let his heart be broken because hearts are broken. It's so much easier to watch a video of some calamity somewhere in the world and push it away than it is to connect with it and imagine what it would be like if that was you. And that's what compassion is. Compassion is the Ability to create space in your heart to experience somebody else's pain as if it was your pain and to be moved to action because of it. I'm here to tell you, compassion might be the most dangerous of heart postures because when you see and you're moved with compassion, then we become ultimately responsible, don't we? You can't just push it off. You can't just box it and push it away. But Jesus here is absolutely compassionate. And look at how it provokes him to action. Let's look at verse 38. It says, Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead Four days, and Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Jesus is real. The cross gave way to an empty tomb. Today, Pastor Daniel reminded us to move forward in that newness of life 
We can't live life as if Jesus is still on the cross because his intention was for us to live a resurrected, abundant life. He is alive, not dead. Giving is one of the central themes in the Bible. Believe it or not, it's the main subject of nearly half of the parables that Jesus taught. Like prayer and serving others, money is an outlet of spiritual power. When it's released into ministry, God does amazing things with it. To understand what it means to be a Christ follower, we must also understand what it means to be a giver. Please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly supporter of Jesus is Real Radio. For more information, log on to JesusIsRealRadio.com. Thanks, Josh. Pastor Daniel would like to invite you to join him each day on Facebook for his two-minute messages. Pastor Daniel shares from his heart and God's Word in a way that will impact your life. It's the perfect way to inject a little bit of Jesus into your routine. Log on to JesusIsRealRadio.com and follow the links to the two-minute messages. Now, here's Josh with a preview of what Pastor Daniel will be covering in the next edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. Next time on Jesus Is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will explain why Jesus is the only way to a relationship with God and eternity with Him. We're challenged by a culture that embraces a wide way when truly there is only one way. You've been listening to Jesus Is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through his series entitled, I Am. Until then, may God bless. Oh,